0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
4: now. We welcome you to Calvary Live as you tuned in to this program where you get to call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm with you on this Tuesday afternoon, and I pray that you would consider calling in. You've been invited to do that. The number is 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and you can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living, or what should our worldview, a Christian worldview, be uh, concerning the things that we see going on around us. There's so much that's going on around us, and people are wondering, they're confused, they're questioning, they're um, just wondering where things are headed, and we have the answers. We have the Word of God to give us truth and to guide us and direct us, and the Word of God is good. The Word of God is uh, for our benefit and blessing. Uh, it is to guide us and direct us in God's ways, and so we're blessed and privileged to be able to have the Word of God. Uh, we're we're uh, ones that we are to take to the Word of God, we are to believe the Word of God, and we are to embrace the Word of God. So I hope to do that as we... Go through the show and as you ask your questions also to be here to pray for you and with you so give me a call we got all open lines sometimes as the show goes on those lines fill up quickly and and uh, we want to be able to get to all the callers so grab one of those open lines let's talk about the things of the lord and let's um let's pray and let's encourage one another in the things of the lord so 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and a text line where you can text in a question or a prayer request is a different number. It's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And again, that's a 24-7 prayer line that actually you can text in a prayer request anytime, day or night. And the uh, prayer team, the pastoral staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, they will be looking at that and they will be praying for you. And we all need prayer, and I think it's just a great resource. But during the show, as time permits, we will go to the text line, answer your questions, and and to pray with you with those requests that come through. Welcome all Grace FM listeners today along the front range here in Colorado, uh, 101.7 in Pueblo and Colorado Springs, Fountain. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, You guys um, are a tremendous blessing. Uh, to me. I know so many Christians down there, uh, ministered down there, began my ministry. This year is 30 years of ministry uh, that I've been doing, full-time ministry. And it began down in Colorado Springs area. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Also, uh, 89.7, a powerful signal up here, uh, starting in Castle Rock and Parker up into southern Wyoming Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. You are listening live on the 14th of June on this afternoon. want to welcome all the Radio by Grace listeners as well. Over 70 stations throughout the nation, you two are listening live, whether it's on uh, the East Coast, uh, which is two hours ahead, or on the West Coast, an hour behind. uh, You can call, and we'll have the conversation and pray for you at 303-690-3000 want to welcome those listening on Hope FM and Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you too are um able to call in. Your work week delayed on those radio networks, but it just simply means that you get to call in and we'll have our conversation and you'll listen to it a week later. And also the growing uh, uh audience online. We even have online uh overseas online listeners, so we want to welcome you um even if you're overseas. But here in the country, uh, online uh, listeners on the website of Grace FM or the app, uh, you can call it 303-690-3000. Is the call-in number again? My name is Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley here in northern Colorado. I love June. I can't believe that June's almost halfway over uh, as I look at the calendar, but it is. Soon the year is going to be halfway over in about two weeks at the end of June. And talking with the staff today and meeting with them, we're already planning for things in the latter half of the year. we got to plan things two, three, four, six months in advance. Already planning for a fall festival. We just got done with our summer uh, kids festival, Vacation Bible School, uh, just last week. And we're already planning for the fall one, uh, planning for... Uh, different chili suppers and Operation Christmas Child Collection Week. Uh, we're just planning for all those things. And it, it just kind of is sobering how fast things go uh, as half the year is going to be over and enter into the second half. I don't know about you, but to me, the second half goes faster than the first half. And I pray that your summer's going well. I know it's a time of the year where people are getting out, uh, they're vacationing, they're traveling. So I pray that you're safe. Uh, be sure to. Uh, Remember that Grace FM up here in northern Colorado is a lot of people will come up uh, you know, throughout the state and other parts of the uh, country uh, that you can hear at Rocky Mountain National Park through much of it. Grace FM up in Estes Park, up in Red Feathers, up in the Snowies in Wyoming. I think I just uh, want to remind you of that because I know when I go up and get away that I can listen to Grace FM going up. And so I'm so glad that I can do that. So give me a call. Love to hear from you wherever you're at. Uh three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the call in number to text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And so text in a question or a prayer request if you have opportunity to do that. We got a couple open lines. We're gonna to go to Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Hello, you're on you're on Calvary Live.
3: Yeah. Uh I have a question regarding uh, Hebrews ten and twenty six and twenty seven, and I'm trying to find out if if a person's both of the sin, are uh, they saying there's no more sacrifice of sin, there's no more uh, repentance, you can't repent no more?
1: Are
4: you you there? I'm getting a little bit of feedback. There, I can hear you there. Go ahead.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Hebrews... I was saying that in Hebrews ten twenty six and 27, it says that uh, if we sin wealthily after that, we have received the knowledge of truth.
4: Yeah, you know, Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews gives a lot of warnings. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27, is one of those warnings. I'll kind of read it for the sake of our listeners. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer okay. remains a sacrifice for sins, but certain fearful expectations of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. And so he goes on talks about those who rejected Moses law um and things like that. So sinning willfully, I mean there, there's the word sin. The word sin means to miss the mark, right? And then there's transgression. And the word transgression means that there is a line there. Sometimes we can live life and we sin. We didn't intentionally uh, want to do it. We, we did it. We got angry at the moment, whatever the case may be. The word transgression means that there's a line. You know it's there and you cross over it. And you cross over that line. And in iniquity, the word iniquity covers it all. And the, the word here, the writer of Hebrews, using that word sin willfully, uh, a willful sin, um, as he goes on, it's something much more severe and relevant to um, the discouraged Jewish Christians who contemplated a retreat from, you know, distinctive Christianity. They were wanting to perhaps return to Judaism with the sacrificial system, um, this here is sin willfully. Really, is speaking of turning your back on Jesus. Um, it doesn't have to do with backsliding. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. The prodigal, we can come back to that. But this is um some someone who is um you know forsaking Christ um and is looking to find righteousness before God. There's no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Jesus' sacrifice for sin is rejected, and there remains no other sacrifice that can cleanse. So, um, so that's what it's speaking of. Somebody who really is turning their back on the Lord. Somebody who's looking to be justified uh, through another sacrifice. There is no other sacrifices. Maybe even going back and trusting in the animal sacrifices, because the writer of Hebrews was making the case that the animal sacrifices were not enough. Uh, they were not enough to to take away sin. They only covered sin. It wasn't enough. Uh, that's why they had to do it over and over again. Jesus' sacrifice is superior. It is sufficient. He died once and for all. He is our salvation. It's not found in anyone else. And so he he's really given that warning and that trampling the Son of God underfoot um, really disgracing God We rejecting the greatest work, and that is sending His Son to die on the cross, and to in His resurrection from the grave, which gives us a living hope. So that's really what the writer is talking about. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank okay. you. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, we got we got an open line three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number text line 7203360897 hebrews is a heavy book it can be um, very technical um, but it it it's writing to the hebrew believers in the first century that we're looking at going back to the old covenant going back to Judaism and the writer of hebrews is simply is warning them not to do that not to trust in the animal sacrifices not to trust in the old covenant the old covenant had to be done away with Because it wasn't sufficient to bring salvation, the animal sacrifices was a kofar in the Hebrew just to cover um, sin until Jesus Christ came and died once and for all for sin. So you'll see those, um, those warnings that are given. Got two open lines. Keep those phone calls coming in. Love to talk to you again. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you on this hot summer day. And pray you're doing well. If you got time, give me a call at that number I just gave to you. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Carlos in Florida. Hi, Carlos. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. How are you today?
5: I'm okay. Can't complain. Um, I wanted to thank you for all that you do uh, for God and for your ministries. Um, And I wanted to uh, basically uh, ask for prayer for something. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've had a particularly rough life. Um, I've I've been a victim of abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. And uh, I've I've had a bit of a rough life. And uh, I feel like I have a lot to offer people who are struggling with the same afflictions and the same problems. Um, and I feel like a tugging at my heart to, to go into ministry and, right. uh, not necessarily to become a pastor, but like maybe some missions work or something like that. Something like, I want to be around people who don't know God, not necessarily <laughs> preach to those who already know God. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I just, um, I'm a member of a Calvary Chapel in Fort Lauderdale with, a, uh, 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 Pastor Doug and and all of them, and um, basically the problem that I'm having is that my wife, uh, she's a new believer, um, relatively new believer, and um, she kind of gets upset with me and kind of is embarrassed when I share my faith with with perfect strangers, and um, I just want to, number one, get prayer for God to open doors if that's what He wants me to do. And number two, for my wife to understand that, you know, my love for God is uh, is sincere and it's really, really strong and that I really, really want to do good things for God, you know. So I right. just want to pray for, I just want prayer for, like I said, for God to open those doors if that's what He wants me to do and uh, for my wife to understand that there's a greater love than,
4: and she knows, mm-hmm. you know, and um, basically that's pretty much what I wanted to say. I wanted to ask yeah, that. yeah. and Carlos, we're going to pray for you, and I, I think it's wonderful. You've experienced the grace of God and the compassion of God, the mercy yeah. of God to a greater degree than, you know, um, it, it's so incredible the abuse you've been through, um, and just to be able to have that new beginning, your new creature in Christ, Old things have become passed away, all things become new, and and that's remarkable. And so you're desiring to let other people know about that. And a couple things, uh, I hope this encourages you, and you you may know this, that we all have a ministry, and uh, you were saying maybe not particularly as a pastor, perhaps. You want to tell people about what God has done for you, what he means to you. Um, right. the the gospel message, the hope that they can have, uh, because we got people around us, uh, all of us do that. Uh, it's dark, and and they're yeah. in difficult situations. So many people that are in bondage to addictions, or being abused, yeah. or yeah. confused, or all those things, and you want to be that light. And right. I think that you're on the right track. Just continue to pray as the Lord will lead you and guide you. And here's the thing to always remember. I tell uh, all everyone who—I remember that desire when I first got saved, and I wanted to be used. I didn't think God would ever use me in a way that he did, and I didn't think God could ever use me in any way. Um, but one of the things that I did do is just allow him to work in that preparing me. And I think that's what you are doing even now. You're allowing the Lord to prepare you. You're in a good uh, Calvary Chapel where you're growing in the Word of God, and right. your ministry, you know, is to your wife to continue to just share with her what the Lord is putting on your heart and grow in the Word. And you know, the the verse that really brought me comfort, and I just want to share it with you. And you may know it that being confident of this very thing that He who has begun a good work will bring it to completion. Yes. And and I. You know, just um it to me that brought me rest that Lord you are gonna perfect that which concerns me as David would write in the Psalms, and you're gonna yes. complete it and you're gonna do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. So Father, I pray for Carlos. I just pray as he desires the minister, he has a ministry, he has a ministry to his wife. I pray that you would just stir her heart, that as he shares with her, um as he ministers to her, that you would draw her closer to you and grow her to where she would be excited. And, Lord, that as Carlos desires to minister to others, um, the love of Jesus Christ, the compassion and mercy of the Lord, um, that they too can have a new beginning, that you would just open those doors, and you're the one that opens doors that no man shuts. You shut doors that no man opens, and you would guide him and direct him and you would um, just uh, just every day that he would look for those opportunities and knowing this and having confidence that you will complete that work that you've begun in him. So I just pray for your anointing upon him. I pray for your guidance. Be a voice behind him saying, this is the way, walk in it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Uh, can I ask you something, Pastor Jeff?
4: Sure. Yeah.
5: I know that, um, you know, God doesn't, call the prepared he prepares to call um mm-hmm. but uh i i when i talk about um you know going into ministry i was thinking about going to like bible college and i'm going to keep praying for that um but uh you're saying that i know my first ministry is my home i know that. yes yes but i do want to have an impact for the kingdom um you know uh not just in my home but outside of my home as well. So right. do you like suggest that do you what do you think about like going to Bible college or something like that just to prepare myself a little bit more because I don't feel I know that he calls yeah he, he prepares to call but I don't I don't I I honestly don't feel prepared to
4: yeah uh, and yeah. and one of the Go things ahead. is today that you have options that—I didn't have options 30 years ago or, you know, 40 years ago when I was young. Right, Right. You know, you have, you know, um, online classes that you can take. Just make sure that—and there's, you know, part of the the reason for Bible college is to prepare you, to get you grounded in the Word of God um, and to know Him—yeah, to know Him more. So— you know you can start out with online classes you can start out Calvary Chapel University Calvary Chapel yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, you know uh, Calvary Bible Institute some really good bible programs that are out there and and uh, schools that you can start online and and you know just uh, there's nothing you can benefit from it this way I feel and, and God yeah. can use that to really prepare you and get you grounded and that's what I was like. It, it, yeah, what I was thinking, Carlos, I was just thinking of this, is uh, I was starting to prepare for Daniel chapter 9, and Daniel was praying, and one of the reasons that prompted him to pray is he was in the Scriptures. And as you're in the Scriptures and as you're seeking the Lord, they kind of go together. You're going to see that God, all of a sudden, the Lord begins to speak to Daniel in a very powerful way, and he'll yeah. continue to speak to you as you are right. in the Scriptures, growing in the Scriptures as you continue to pray. And I think you'll see God working in that way. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Just pray about it. And, one, of the and, things, uh, mm-hmm.
5: one of the things that I've, has actually prompted me to ask this question and ask for this prayer is mm-hmm. that I have a deep compassion, and it pains me when I see somebody who rejects God or who uh, talks bad about God in front of me or, you know, just like is— completely lost, you know. I have a deep sorrow for those people who are completely lost, and I just want to bring them, you know, peace and bring them to the love
4: of God, you know. Right, yeah, and to the knowledge Um, of God. Yeah, and I think those—God's stirring your heart. He's working. So, Father, I just pray for Carlos. I pray that as he's praying about ministry, maybe taking some Bible college classes, that you would just— Give him a peace that rules in his heart, that you would guide him um, again in that, that you would just bless him. And, and Lord, that, um, again, that preparation, just as we see in Leviticus, that he prepared the priest in chapter 8 and then presented the priest in chapter 9, and that you would do that work in Carlos. I know that you want to, and I know that you're going to, as he has a tender heart for you and a desire to grow in the Word, and a heart for people that are lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, amen. keep in touch, amen. Carlos, okay? I will. Thank you. Okay, thanks, brother. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. God bless you. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good. Got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. I, I do want to go to Michael's been holding on line one in New Jersey. Michael?
6: Pastor Jeff, thank you. Here am I.
4: You're on Calvary Live.
6: Thank you again for taking our calls. Um, We're we're constant listeners of the station. Um, Keep it on all day. Our children have been on the radio with you guys, praising God, during this segment before. Our two oldest children, we have four, um, my wife and I, and um, we're reaching out to the brethren once again um, during this, this trial that we're going through. Um these trials we're, we're suffering, um, dealing with um, a situation with um, Child Protective Services who've taken away our children, okay. and um, we're, 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 with so much unjust um, stuff that's going on, um, lies, exaggerations, all types of stuff that um, make this extremely much more difficult than the situation would be. Um, regularly um, for anyone going through it. Um, you know, with our children being from one to six, the four of them um, have been yeah. taken away suddenly um, in February. And okay. um, it's very, very, very extremely difficult on my wife. It's been sure. very difficult on her. Uh, we had yeah. one of those trials today, and they um, got it where me and my wife are our, our visiting split up. So we from sixty four hours a month seeing our children down to thirty two individually and um when it's supposed to when it's quartered be you know as it was supposed to be and then even my oldest son Michael he um he he was his visits were cut down down to two hours per visit per week um because of you know they had him enrolled in school and they're like, Oh well we can't interfere with the schooling and you know but they never try to make up the visits, our kids have been sick. It's been like Okay. extremely stressful, and then uh, sure. like, lawyers are very unfair and, and very, like, it just doesn't seem real. Um, <clears throat> we've been in touch with... Um,
4: well, We're going to pray. The Lord knows. He knows all the situations. He knows the circumstances. He loves your kids. And, you know, He desires for there to be healing, restoring. Um, and so, Father, I do pray. Pray for Michael as he's expressing just how difficult it is with the dealing with child protective, with the situation. Um, Lord, you know all the details. You know um, what they are going through, the circumstances. And I just pray for restoring of this family. I pray for healing. I pray for um, you working and intervening uh, in all that are involved. And, Lord, you know uh, the details. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would work according to your will, You're the one that has ordained families. You're the one that put families together and you love children. And, um, and Lord, I pray that you do what's best and that you would bring, um, this family, um, together, um, and Lord, that you would bring them in a way, um, that Lord, um, they would see you working and it would glorify you. So Lord, I just lift up Michael and all them to you, his children, his wife, um, and the situation to you. In Jesus' name, amen. In
6: Jesus' name, amen. I say thank you, honey.
4: Okay. Okay, we'll be praying, Michael. Keep
6: going, pray. thank you.
4: You bet, absolutely. Okay, we're going to be going to break here in just a little bit. And, um, you know, if you need prayer, please call in at 303-690-3000. It's the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Sometimes, you know, I'm so grateful what Romans chapter 8 declares to us that sometimes we don't know you know what to pray words to express, and I love where Paul says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us through groanings and uh and you know the Lord knows he knows the circumstances he knows um you know what is best um and we can go to him. He invites us to pray um to come to him, and he hears our prayers as uh we come and and seek our Father. Because chapter eight also says that we have the spirit of adoption. We we can cry out, Abba Father. So give me a call if you need prayer or if you got a question. 303 690 3000 I believe we have two open lines. We're going to go to break here. We'll go to Sherry in Pennsylvania after the break. So Sherry, if you can hang on and we'll go to the break and come back afterwards, the only break of the show. So grab one of those open lines and then the text line is 720 336 I also just want to follow up with um, the, a call we got earlier about, um, about ministry and going into ministry, and I just want to encourage all of us that we're all called to ministry. Uh, we are called to ministry, maybe not as a pastor. Not everybody's called to be a pastor or full-time ministry at a church or the mission field, but we all have a ministry, And God wants to use us. And your ministry may be to your family, to your children, maybe to somebody across the street, or it may be uh, across the ocean. Take short-term mission trip, whatever it is. But I want you to know this. God wants to use you, and he wants to use you in a way that um, is amazing and in these last days. So always be open and flexible to the leading of the Lord. Hey, you hear the music. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Give me a call. We'll be right back on the other side of the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I am the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, usually with you on Mondays and Tuesdays hosting Calvary Live. And so glad to be with you on this Tuesday. Pray you're doing well, and I pray that you would consider calling in. we got a couple open lines, 303 690 You just heard that number. So we invite you to call in, and ask your questions and your prayer requests. And then the text line is 720 336 So we want to welcome all of you who are listening on Grace FM Live and Radio by Grace and online listeners. And those of you who are listening on Hope and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, you too can call and you can listen to the show a week later. You're a week delayed, uh, but so blessed to be a part of your lives. I want to go to Sherry in Pennsylvania. She's been waiting. And Sherry? Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hey, thanks for holding
2: Thanks so much for taking my call.
4: Absolutely,
2: <laughs> a little emotional right now. So the gentleman okay. that answered the phone earlier really got the brunt of it. <laughs> so just asking for prayers today um, for for myself and my brother. Uh, we I have an older sister as well, but my brother and I um, we took care of our mother. She passed away in February, so we're still kind of dealing with that. And our father is in a nursing home, so just leaving with my you know my visit with him and. I often get a little emotional every time I leave him because it's that feeling of helplessness and, you know, we've always taken mm-hmm. care of our parents. <laughs> so
4: yeah.
2: just having one of those moments where like feeling like I can't possibly get yeah. through it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: yeah. It's hard, isn't it? So just, it's very yeah, difficult.
2: Just, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> well, it is difficult, Sherry. And, um, you know, you lost your, um, your mother, your mother, you said, in and, yeah. and, and February, and then your dad's in a nursing home. And, and it's hard taking care of. You've always taken care of you and your brother, your parents. You know, I lost my dad um, over 10 years ago. He had dementia. And I remember how hard <laughs> and difficult it was, and, and even the visits got more difficult. Um, I would leave, you know, we tried to do our best and taking care of them. And there came a time where we just couldn't and mom couldn't. And, you know, he was in the memory care and, you know, God worked in those times. But there are times where I just I felt so hopeless and I felt so helpless. And because it it wasn't them and dad stopped talking for two years um, before he went home to be with the Lord. Now my mom's 89, and she has severe um, dementia. Oh. And e- every visit is very, very painful. Uh, every day is the discussion of, is she getting the care that she needs and she deserves? So I, I feel some of the things that you are expressing, because it is yeah. hard, and it's hard to see our parents go through that. But I do want to say this, that it honors the Lord in what you and your brother have done and taking care of your parents. And as difficult as it is, you keep speaking truth to your father and just speak that into his heart, into his ears. Um, Sometimes we think they don't understand, but God takes it, and I think he works it. And you do the best that you can, and, and you're grieving right now. You're grieving not only for your mother, but you're grieving for your father as well. As you see him decline, and it, it's a very difficult thing. I think about my own mom; that it, it's not her. It, it's not her. In in a way, we've lost her uh, mentally. But there's always just those moments of grace and God's compassion and mercy. And you keep, you know, just lifting them up to the Lord and asking for God's strength. But I do want you to know this: that God is here to comfort you, to strengthen you. And what you have done honors him. And it's a good work that you've done, even though you probably feel like, what can I do? I feel helpless. And and you grieve and, and you question and you wonder because I think a lot of us that are listening, that are taking care of elderly parents, we go through the same thing or, or somebody who has very special needs or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, we just trust the Lord with it and ask for his strength, and that's what we're going to pray for you. And grieving is a very real thing, um, and um, it's, it's a long process. Uh, but God is there. He's a man of sorrows, Isaiah says, concerning Jesus. He's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And uh, he's there next to you to strengthen you and your brother during this time.
2: I appreciate that. If I can just say real quick, its I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was a month or so ago. The, first, the very first time I listened to your program, you were talking about that exact thing, about the taking care of our parents. And I, I kind of saw that as a sign that day. I was having, a, you know, one of my days that day, too. And uh, it, we've both always taken care of our mother. And now here, like I said, our father, it's been a couple of years since he's been in the home. We did take care of him at home for a little while until that was too much. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time I was in your program, and that was very reassuring to me because it's one thing to actually do it, to, you yeah. know, to want to take care of your parents and, and be there for them because it's, they've been there for us our whole lives. But to hear yeah. you confirming that when I heard that program a little while back, um, yeah, it, it it meant the world to me. I, I really saw that as a mm-hmm. sign of, that what I'm doing is a good thing, and, and I am I am doing what I can. And... I'm just a little too
4: hard on myself sometimes. <laughs> we have we can do that, do Sherry. That. We we can we can have a tendency to be hard on ourselves because we're trying yeah. to do our best. And but the thing is, um, I, I bet your father is, is. I don't know how much he can communicate, but I know that as you're doing your best and with the guidance of the Lord, even calling, asking for prayer, um, that God sees it and. He's going to bless it somehow, some way. It's not easy, but but He's going to reassure you that He's with you to guide you and direct you. And you're not alone in those feelings. Um, those are feelings that I go through in my family as we do our very best for our mom, and we grieve, and we grieve now, and and it's difficult, but we're very grateful that we have the Lord there to bring the comfort and strength that we need during those times. But always remember that it is a good work and it is an honorable work before God. So, Father, I pray for Sherry and her brother in this time of loss of their mother um, just a few months ago and helping their father as he's, you know, in a nursing home. And, Lord, I pray to help them during this time of grieving and loss, uh, a parent, um, somebody who raised them, somebody who they love very much, but also their, their father to give them just the wisdom and the strength and the peace and the comfort they need to do what they can for him and to know that what they're doing is, is Lord, a good work before you. I just pray that you would bring them everything they need and in the days like today that is hard and difficult, that, Lord, that you would just um, minister to their hearts. And I know that when our hearts are overwhelmed, we can call out to you, even as David said, out there in the wilderness. And, Lord, that you would be the lifter of their heads. And, Lord, that you would just give them all that they need to to move forward in the days ahead during this time. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.
2: Thank you so much. God bless you. You Thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate
4: it. You (laughs) bet, Sherry. Hang in there, okay? It's All day right. by day, moment by moment, isn't it? Day by it day, is. <laughs> moment by moment. Okay. God All bless right. you. You keep in touch. Okay.
2: All right. You have a good night. Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Three zero three six nine zero 3000 is the calling number. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go ahead and go to Beth in Colorado Springs. Beth.
7: Hi, Hi Pastor Jeff.
4: You're, um, you're on Calvary Live. I was Live. calling
7: in a quick. I was calling it with a question in regard to just uh, weddings um, in mm-hmm. general, kind of what the biblical, um, I guess, origination of weddings. Um, I'm calling because I, my husband and I um, eloped. We never had a wedding. Um, we have a beautiful family now and we've been married for over 10 years. Um, my husband's now kind of interested in taking just some wedding kind of pictures, photographs. Um, without a ceremony, but just so that, like, our kids have them and, you know, future generations of kind of our um, our marriage. I know the significance mm-hmm. of, you know, the sanctity of marriage and, and remaining married, Right. but I'm just kind of trying to understand the wedding concept. For me, if we were to just take some pictures of us and, you know, me in a wedding gown and, and him in his tux, I, I feel like that's just kind of playing Halloween to some extent, um, yeah, I, dressing I up can and understand. doing something that we yeah. didn't actually do. So I'm just kind of maybe trying to figure out what the whole significance of this ceremony is and if yeah, we and I, follow through with something like that after so long, uh, being married, um, and what your thoughts um, are there.
4: Well, I think what your husband's trying to do is to capture something that's already happened. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been a number of years, you got a beautiful family and, you know, the, the whole wedding concept, you know, about God ordained marriage. The first wedding ceremony was actually back in the garden. Um, when, you know, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh as Eve was brought to Adam. We do see the first miracle that Jesus did in John chapter two at the wedding ceremony, and that was a big deal back in ancient Israel. Um, now, today, you know, we, we have the ability to take pictures, and, and you guys eloped, you, you got married. So it's really a decision for you guys to, to make and have a piece about. Um, you know, do you want to recreate something? You could uh, also, if you have a church or something, you can do renewals. Uh, renew your vows to each other and with your family and take pictures that might be something that uh is more appropriate or you feel more comfortable about rather than trying to create something that's already happened years ago and um mm-hmm. but I, I think that um you know God sees it as you got married um, you are one flesh um and just to there's i think some options that you can do rather than um and it's up to you. I don't want you to go away and say well pastor Jeff said do this. Um mm-hmm. you know just have some options of, you know, maybe we want to do renewal of our vows with, you know, the kids that are there and they can be a part of that and take pictures of that. Um it may be something that you guys consider or, you know, um talk to your pastor about those things and and um but um i think what you're describing to me is trying to duplicate something that's already happened and right. um and that's kind of hard to do um yeah uh, you know at this time but you can do something different you can do something different that will really embrace that you guys uh, have been blessed by the lord you have a family um, that mm-hmm. your marriage is very important to you, and it might be that renewal that you do and that 's just a suggestion, but god 'll right. guide you, you know, and yeah. he'll he 'll give you a piece that rules in your heart about those things, so hopefully okay. that helps a little bit, something to think yeah. about yeah
7: yeah, I just i wasn 't sure i mean it, he definitely wants to recapture i mean we never even wore anything fancy when we eloped, and so um, yeah. I think he 's trying to recapture something like you said.
4: Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, we celebrated our 32nd anniversary, Sue and I, and I think about it and it was a blur. And one of the things that we wish that we would have done was got a video. We got some pictures, but we don't have a video. And they, you know, videos weren't popular back then. Um, They were very expensive to get it done. It probably would have been done on, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, tape or something that would wouldn't even last that long anyway. So sometimes we wish we would have done it, but we didn't do that. And I think the main thing right now is, you know, where you're at now, where you can move forward, and renewal of vows, which, you know, would be a tremendous blessing to both of you and to capture that and to be, you know, kind of going that direction. So that's just a thought.
7: Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Okay, yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you're,
4: that. You're welcome so much, Beth. God bless you. Me
7: Thank too. Thanks. 303
4: 690 3000. Calling number, I believe. We got two open lines. So, got plenty of time to talk with you and and um, ask your questions or prayer requests. And I'd uh, love to encourage you any way that I can. The text line is 720 336 0897. So, Michelle in Denver. Michelle. Michelle? Michelle, did we lose you? Okay. Michelle had a question. I'm going to go ahead. Michelle, if you get a chance, um, hopefully I can kind of answer it the way that uh, that you're looking at. But she had an interesting question, um, and that is, uh, of all the nationalities, why did God choose the Jewish people for, for Jesus' line? We know that he... Called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, and he called Abraham to come out of a nation. He said, I'll make you a father of a great nation. And so Abraham would be the father of the Jewish people. And he made, um, he separated them out to be a nation as you go through the Old Testament. And this is just a very general thought um, to be a testimony uh, to the rest of the nations of the reality of God. Uh, even as They went into Egypt for 400 years, that the message to Pharaoh was that God said, I'm going to show you, Pharaoh, I'm going to break you, um, that you let my people go, but also that the other nations may know that I am the Lord. And the Lord didn't pick the Jewish people because they were so great and so powerful. Matter of fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says that um, he picked them, not because they were the the most, but they were the least. They were stiff necked people. He picked them out of his love. He picked them out of his love for for you know the, the nation. And it's like he chose us. You know, why did he choose us? Um, he chose us because of his love for us. He set his love on us. I don't know why he chose me. I just rejoice in it. And he chose the Jewish people to be a testimony to the rest of the world um, that. Uh, the Lord is real. So that's what we read about, and that's a general answer. But, Michelle, if you get a chance to call back, give me a call back. I'd love to talk to you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We've got all open lines right now, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale Um, on line one. You're on Calvary Live. Is that Shanika?
1: Yes, it's Shanika.
4: Shanika, thank you for calling.
1: Thank you, sir. I have a question. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been married um, six years, and um, I'm a little curious because I know—I listen to you guys all the time, and I know marriage,
4: you know, is a
1: big topic most of the time. And um, I understand that God doesn't like divorce. So my question is, because I really don't want to disappoint Him or, you know, feel convicted if I'm doing something wrong, but I'm in an— a verbally abuse, emotionally abusive marriage. And I cannot see for the life of me why would he want me to stay there for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life in this crap. Like, I don't understand it. I can't even listen to Christian radio in my car. You know, it's just an unfair situation. And I feel silly because I didn't get God's permission. It's almost like I did it yeah. for whatever reason, you know, whatever my fleshly, fleshly reasons were that time, and it's all like I got stuck. I feel stuck, and he doesn't want to let me go, you know. Yeah. Um and well, you're I, in a difficult
4: situation, Shanika, and you know you're in a situation that a lot of people find themselves in, or that a number of people even perhaps are listening, where there's verbal abuse and and um, and. You know, it's just a very difficult situation. And what I heard from you, Shanika, is you don't, you know, how God has ordained marriage. You know that um, He calls it His holy institution. That is is something to be done reverently, and and you take that serious. Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling. But you feel stuck. You're in a situation that's very hard. I can't imagine what it's like. But the Lord does. So you're in that place of of waiting and praying and yeah, seeking yeah. God for a miracle. And that is a hard place to be, but that's where you're at. And I just want to encourage you that it's really important. I don't know if you have a church, um, to be able to talk to a pastor, to be able to get the support that you need from other sisters, you know, um, that are there. You need that because you said that you sit in a car, you can't even listen to Christian music. You're I so can't. hurt. And you, you're so wounded right now and yeah. and you feel stuck but you're in that place of waiting and there are those that can come around you that know the situation better or closer than a couple minutes on the radio and to be able to lift you up and pray for you and to you know pray with you that a miracle happens that you know God changes the heart of this individual but that's where you're at And, you know, I hear you. You want to be sensitive to the Lord. You take it very serious, your marriage. Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling, and, you know, you'd be gone. But, But I believe that as you go to the Lord, and we're going to pray for you, and get some, you know, get support. That's why the body of Christ is so important. And it's not just the only answer, but it's going to help you during this time. And to have those that are going to pray with you and for you, a place that you can talk, that you can um, receive kind words and support and prayer, uh, you the problem you need with that,
1: that. is, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the problem with that is I'm being somewhat controlled. I can't have friends yeah. like that. And if I'm on the okay. phone I have to, and we're talking, I have to talk outside the house
4: yeah. or talk yeah. to
1: someone on my way to work or when he's not at home, you know? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, I I, I'm
4: so sorry, Shanika. I'm so sorry that you're in that situation, and you know, I'm just you One know, out. I, I just am going to pray with you right now, and just yeah. Father, I pray for Shanika. She's she's in agony and she's in a tough situation, and I just pray for right now that you bring the strength and the comfort and the clarity right now that she needs. Lord, I just pray that somehow you would get a hold of her husband's heart, that he would soften it, that he would quit the abusive, verbal, um, just rampage, controlling, um, and to come to the point where it really means to love his wife in in a very tender, uh, caring, serving way. But, Lord, he's so far from that. But we know no heart is too far from you. I pray for Shanika right now. I can sense her pain and that you would just give her the strength that she needs and the wisdom that she needs right now, every hour, every hour. And Lord, that she would be able to have those relationships. She needs support that she needs and be able to find it. You know, her situation and I just lift her up to you right now. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. My, you know, and just to say this, Mm-hmm. I am so, so, so grateful for your radio because yeah. that's my peace. You know, when I get to hear you guys on the radio and he's not in the car, I, I get yeah. to have that sense of peace, you know. Yeah. Because,
4: <laughs> you need that, Shanika. And listen, you call anytime, time, okay? You call any time. We're going to be here to pray for you. We may not have all the answers for you. But we know that we can point you to the one who's going, who sees you, who knows you. And even as I was just quoting from Psalms, you know, David, when he was in such a difficult situation, and he was hurting, and he didn't, he didn't know what was going to happen, and he was being abused, that he says that, Attend to my prayer from the ends of the earth, that I will cry out to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And you probably feel like you're at the end of your world right now. But the thing yes. for me for you to do is call out to him and to ask the Lord to lead you to the rock that is higher than I and to look to him, to work. And you, you call anytime you need prayer. Okay, Shanika?
1: I'm just so very thankful for you and your ministry. Thank you, sir, for you your bet. time today.
4: You bet. Okay, I'll be praying for you. Thank you, sir. You bet, absolutely. Let's go to Angel in Tennessee. Hi, Angel.
3: How you doing, Pastor?
4: I'm good. What do you got for me today?
3: Let's see. I have a a question about angels. Mm Mm-hmm. They never talk about women in heaven. Uh, my, my, uh, My question is, why did God allow... Uh, angels to have sperm, and if there wasn't if there wasn't a a purpose for it,
4: well, I don't know if angels reproducing um we do know remember Jesus when the Sadducees came and asked Jesus about you know um marriage and remarriage or you know in heaven, he said that there's going to be no marriage given to heaven. Remember, he said, you'll be like the angels. Mm-hmm. And I think he said that is because there's going to be no, you know, uh, reason to marry to where part of it is we don't need to reproduce. Angels are ministering spirits. I, I don't see in the scripture where it talks about they re- are able to reproduce. There's some uh, questions in, of course, uh, chapter six of the book of Genesis, and the Nephilims and all of that, um, they're in the book of Jude that angels that went outside of their, you know, domain that were locked up. Um, but uh, angels are God's ministering spirits. Um, that is talking about fallen angels. And, um, you know, that's the purpose of them ministering spirits um, is um, put before I, I, us I, in I re- the scripture. I Go I read ahead.
3: Some- where it said that angels saw the women, the pretty women, in, in those days, and they yeah, got talking, pregnant. And I think the whole yeah. thing was that God uh, got mad at that because they were trying to yeah. mess around with the uh, with yeah.
4: With that let whole me line. let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. That Genesis chapter six. I made reference that the sons of God and the sons of God is the reference many believe to fallen angels saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves and all who they chose. There's other thoughts, too, that that they're not fallen angels, um, That, um, but others say, yeah, perhaps that it was. Um, it's a long, long um, theological discussion. It's it's a strange portion of Scripture. Um, some tie it in with Jude. Let me read it to you it's from Jude. Um, that Jude says that... Um, that the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he reserved the everlasting chain. So some believe that there were fallen angels that were marrying the women and producing these nephleans to pollute the Messianic line. We just don't know. We don't know for sure. Um, but there's no other record or hint of angels being able to, particularly God's servants, um, to be able to reproduce. So, you know, it's a, it's something that you can look at and study, but there's all kinds of different thoughts and debate on the on Genesis chapter 6 and all that. And I don't fully understand it, but um, it was something that was going on uh, that was strange and uh, that produced the Nephleons, and then God would end up uh, causing the flood to come upon the earth. So, okay?
3: Sounds good, Pastor. Thank you.
4: <laughs> there's some things in the Bible we don't fully understand, do we? <laughs> no. Nope. And... and um, and we can research it. We can have good ideas. But there's different thoughts on this. And and uh, it is an interesting portion of Scripture. Hey, we're at the end of the show. Appreciate everybody calling in. You hear the music. Um, just so glad to be with you. Such a privilege always to be with you. God bless you. Um, and keep in the Scriptures. Keep studying the Scriptures. And keep close to the Lord. And looking forward to when I'm back with you next time. God bless you.